1: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Life in the Red podcast. Luke Mullen and Amy Just, as usual, coming Mm -hmm. coming at you after, it's been a few days, it's been a week. It has been a week. There's been...
0: Maybe two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks. A week and a half. Yeah. I don't know what time is anymore. Um, A figment of my imagination.
1: Yeah. But I was, I mean, there's been games, there's been news, there's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot to get through. Um, So, not going to dilly-dally too much, want to get into the biggest news of the week, the month. I mean, it's uh, a historic event that we we heard from all the dignitaries from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memorial Stadium will be filled somewhat for a volleyball game. We're very interested to see, you know, how many tickets get sold, the details of the event as it all comes together in the next couple of months. But, I mean, just the fact that they're going to play an outdoor volleyball game and it's very likely going to break the single-game attendance record, I mean – it's an incredible historic event that they've got planned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be two volleyball matches, an exhibition match between, uh, UNK and Wayne state two of the best programs in division two. Yeah. Uh, what an exhibition match that's going to be, uh, for those who really like division two volleyball. And then, so that match is going to be at like four, four 30, I believe, um, on August 30th. And then, Nebraska UNO uh, will be uh, at 7 p.m., likely going to be televised on Big Ten Network, I believe is what Trev Albert said, um, and that um, then it will be followed by a country concert. Um, they can't announce who it is just yet. Um, I know who it is, um, but um, they can't announce who it is just yet because of a contractual obligation. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. Um, as far as how many people are going to show up, I think it's going to be more than people expect because the price point of tickets are very affordable because yep. they want families to mm-hmm. be able to come and participate. If you are a University of Nebraska student, it's free. So, if you want uh, to be a part of that, um, students are able to come in at no cost to them. Um, I believe uh, the youth tickets are like five bucks, and yeah. then um, general tickets are twenty five. So that's uh, that gets you a lot. That gets you to watch a Division two game earlier in the afternoon, a Division one match um, that should be pretty good, and then a concert. At the end of it, so, but if you want to count towards the attendance, you have to be in I, by, I believe, the like the second mat, the second set of the Nebraska match. So, yeah, it could be, could be really interesting. Um, you know, some dignitaries were calling for a complete sellout. Um, that would be. I like don't even know what word to use. Yeah, um, maybe, good thing maybe. I have six months to figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna be super exciting, and that's just gonna be it's gonna be a wild week uh, for Lincoln and the University of Nebraska because um, there's a big concert uh, the night before at PBA, and then you have this, and then for people pulling the volleyball football double double header like myself. Um, Gonna have to go to Minnesota bright and early on Thursday morning because Quick
1: turnaround. <laughs>
0: uh Matt Rule's uh season opener yep. is that Thursday. Wild, wild times.
1: Certainly. I mean, kicking kicking things off right there in August, it's like no time to ease into the season for mm-hmm. volleyball or, or for football. It's gonna be a big eventful weekend. And I just think, I mean, this is it's such a cool event, you know, hearing from John Cook and of course, you know, Trev Alberts. You know, everyone who was involved in the presentation kind of spoke about just how much Nebraska is a volleyball state and how that stuff is, you know, of course, yeah, we've got Nebraska volleyball. You have these top and high level, you know, division one players that are the best of the best. And as you mentioned, you got division two programs who are incredible. You've got club volleyball teams who play year round. They win national tournaments too. high school teams, you know, even all the way down to, you know, the, the freshman volleyball team, there's. Such passion for for volleyball in this state, and an event like this—I mean, it it'll show it off on a a big scale that really I don't think anywhere else in the country could pull off.
0: Yeah, no. Um, if and I haven't looked into like the specific specifics, but if they have more than fifty thousand people, that's going to be like the third largest crowd for a volleyball match in the world, like ever. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. The world record is ninety five thousand. They, I don't think they're gonna beat that one. But <laughs> um, it's wild just to think about. You know, we're not talking about like, ooh, an NCAA regular season record anymore. Like this could be one of the biggest crowds that's ever watched a volleyball game in the world. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. And I think you know, just being part of history. You know, if they're if you're there if you're there in the stadium, you know, you can be like, oh, you know, I was part of that historic crowd. What I'll what I'll be very interested to see is kind of, you know, the the way that they set up the court, you know, preliminarily in the south end zone, you know, it's north north end zone, sorry, (laughs) you know, it's volleyball, you know, it's a, it's played in a a small amount of space, right? You know, it's like your, your view from the other end of the stadium would be very interesting. So I think that, you know, that that's kind of the, are they really going to be able to sell it out? Because, you know, how, how great of a view are you going to be getting eventually? But, I do think I think that the interest is going to be there for everybody. I mean it's like you said cheap tickets. The one thing I do think, you know, Wednesday night, that kind of obviously if you're you're somebody who lives, you know, 2 3 hours away from Lincoln, you know that 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 might be a little bit challenging as it's not on the weekend, but
0: put in your PTO now. <laughs> Beat your coworkers That's to right. the punch. Put it in now. Um but no, I joke. So if Tickets dictate – they're going to move the court more towards the the south. Yeah. yeah. So – but we'll see. But even if it's only the sides that fill up, that's insane.
1: Oh, no doubt.
0: But also, you know, you can make the point where they play the final four in football arenas. Mm -hmm. View's not super great from the top of there either. (laughs) But people fill it up. People go. Because – it's not just about what's happening on the floor. It's about the experience and the atmosphere and everything with it. And you'll have some people who just want to buy tickets to go to the, go to the concert or people who just want to buy tickets just to be there. And they don't really care. Um, cause I think it's going to be something that we're going to talk about for a really long time. I just really, 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 really hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. Is that no enough? Really? Is that <laughs> enough? Really? I don't think so. Um, because if it does, um, if weather um, messes with things, mm. then they'll move it to Devaney. Yeah. Which is fun to, you know, still celebrate volleyball, but the kind of takes away a little bit, a lot of it from uh, how special this could be. So yeah. pray to whatever God you do or do not believe in that it doesn't rain that day.
1: And hopefully it's not too hot as well. Yeah. Cause I mean that I can only imagine the struggle. I mean, if it's like 90 degrees out there, you know, the players are like sweating, you know, it's that, that'd be, that'd be a tough circumstance to play in. But I do like too is they kind of have the vision, you know, depending on how long the first match runs of, you know, the, the Nebraska volleyball match, you know, the sun setting, you know, during it, I mean, you, you just think about how cool that setting would be. I mean, that that's the vision that they're going for. And like you said, we hope, Hope it all gets pulled off without any, any, uh, issues, which for a big event like this, you know, it's, uh, that's the challenge for sure.
0: Yeah. One of the local meteorologists put out like the historical forecast for that Mm -hmm. day. Appears to be pretty Pretty decent. Um, you know, not much rain Mm -hmm. has typically fallen on that day. And (laughs) then, um, the average temperature is like 85. Gotcha. So we'll see.
1: That's the baseline. We'll, we have six yeah. <laughs>
0: months um, before this happens, but I'm super excited about it. I'm probably going to be a zombie by the end of the week, um, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, just seeing just seeing the promo videos. You know, Lindsey Krause walking out of the tunnel. You know, tunnel walk. I mean, that stuff. That is Whew, that's chills. incredible. So, chills. Yeah, we will. We'll look forward to following with that. But right now, both the men's and women's basketball teams in the midst of postseason pushes. Kind of battling for for everything that they have, and they're both kind of in unique positions. We'll we'll start with the men's team um, because they've now won four in a row, five of the last six. Uh, they're they're on a heater right now. I mean, there's yeah. there's no other way of putting it.
0: Yeah, uh, to put it into context, um, the men's basketball team has not won four straight Big Ten games since like the 2017-18 season. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. They won four straight regardless of opponent last year. Um, early in the season against some jump opponents. So that's wild. Um, And back in that 2017-2018 stretch, they won six in a row to close out the regular. Nah, it's like middle, middle of the Big Ten season. So, but as Fred has said, this is like three different teams this year, yeah. right? Because you have, um, you know, the five games without Derek Walker, and then you have... You know, the team that they had, you know, Jawan, Gary, and Emmanuel, Bandamel, and now you have you know, this group, and, you know, you could have counted them out. A lot of people did um, when they were on their losing streak and things didn't look very good. Um, but they've really turned things around, and uh, it's pretty incredible. As of right now, um, they are squarely in the NIT conversation. Uh, we will see how the next two games affect that, and they're showing at the Big Ten tournament.
1: Yeah, and just to touch on a few of the um, games, you know, real quick, the the yes. individual results. Uh, beat Rutgers on the road. That started off uh, the three-game stretch, home game stretch. A pair of wins so far, 70-66 overtime win over Maryland. And that was a really key one because... Second half, Maryland, they went on a, a pretty big run there, and it was kind of slipping away. Uh, but Derek Walker had a good game. Kese Tominaga hit a couple threes there at the end of uh, regulation and in overtime. And the big play, I think you you put that one on the the season highlight reel, the Sam Hoyberg steal coming, flying up the court and and get that layup. I mean, that was a, a heads-up play. And one, honestly, you know, is it's high risk, high reward. I mean, if he doesn't get that ball, could have been in a, you know, Five on four opportunity for Maryland, obviously. So, what a huge play that was. And his, his emergence as a, as a guard for this team has been uh, pretty incredible to watch.
0: Yeah. And like, not only that, like, that obviously is one of the highlights of the season. He played 37 minutes in that game, a walk on. Yeah. Like, 37 minutes. And that's, that's crazy to me, just because that was not his role. Like, when you are a guy who is out of the rotation, you are a scout team guy. Mm. You don't focus on your offense. You are focusing on the other teams, right? Because you're pretending to be them to help better the guys who are playing. So they've got a good scout. So just the the transition that he made a quick one. Um, it's been it's been amazing for this team because they've really needed him.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna wager that there are not very many walk ons playing. 37 minutes of of high-level basketball this season. Granted,
0: it was an overtime game, but still.
1: It's very impressive. Still,
0: more than 30 minutes in regulation. Yeah, Wild.
1: And followed it up with uh, pretty much the least stressful win they've had in a while, 78-67 win over Minnesota, which they are bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, They are having a pretty rough year there up in Minnesota, but Big Ten wins always don't come easy, and it kind of brings us to this point now where Senior Day celebration coming up. Sam Griesel, Derek Walker, Emmanuel Bandamel. and as we learned today, Casey Tominaga walking. But again, as, Don't as, freak you, put, out. as you put the feelers Don't out freak there. Out. <laughs>
0: Don't freak out. This is Don't not freak the out. End. Don't freak out. <laughs> Don't freak out. So even though Casey is a junior on the floor, he has one year of eligibility left, he is a senior academically, and Nebraska likes to celebrate the however you are a senior, Mm -hmm. right? And so he has played four years of college basketball, two JUCO, two here. Um, But, you know, we're in a weird time with these COVID years, right? So normally, like, this would be it for him. Uh, But he has one more year of eligibility due to COVID. Um, A decision has not been made there yet. We talked to Fred this morning. Um, That will come afterward, the reasons why – he is walking is because number one, he is a senior academically and his parents are here from Japan and they wanted to be able to celebrate that. Um, Cause it's the first time they've seen him in about a year. Um, the game on Saturday was the first time they'd watched him play a basketball game in person since he was in high school. That was five years ago. And so like this is a really special weekend for them. And yeah, maybe Casey comes back. Maybe he doesn't. That doesn't matter. Like celebrating him right now is the best thing to do because it is standard practice. This is Derek Walker's third senior day. You know, Sam Greasel went through senior day at North Dakota State last year. Like, this is not a new thing. Yeah, um, I do know and I understand how jarring it is um, for fans who you know we did our senior interviews earlier this week with. You know, Emmanuel and Sam and Derek, and then, oh, you see Casey on the graphic today. Like, I get how that can be a little jarring, but he hasn't made a decision yet. It's very similar to uh Jazz Shelley and Izzy Bourne mm-hmm. for the women's team. They still have a year of eligibility left. They went through senior stuff on Sunday as well. Um, neither of them have made their decisions yet either. Very similar situations um, as – they're all three uh, international students yeah. who have several different options in front of them. So um, don't freak out. Just be happy for Casey that he's getting this moment with his family. And maybe he comes back, but we don't know um, just yet. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. No, thanks for uh, breaking down the whole situation <laughs> there. And I mean, I think it's worth noting this isn't like a Nebraska-specific thing. Like, this is happening yeah, everywhere, everywhere across the country in every sport because of that COVID year that that disrupted things. and. Eligibility is just different, you know. Transfers, as as you mentioned, I mean, it's a it's a whole smorgasbord of of stuff uh, to get that done. But final two games coming up for the team. It's uh, that senior night game that'll be Tuesday night. Huskers host Michigan State. Then they'll end the year at Iowa on Sunday. Winning one of those two would be would be really big, obviously, for their postseason chances and for the Big Ten tournament seeding. Uh, right now, everything's still in flux a little bit, but. Nebraska likely between the 10 and the 12 seed right now.
0: Yeah, there's a bit of a logjam yeah. there. There's several log jams with the Big Ten right now because it, it's just so hard to win conference games. You have really good teams who have bad records in the Big Ten. Like, it's just, that's the way it is this year. That's the way it is most years. Uh, but yeah, so... Winning one of those uh will be good um for those who are making the trek over to PBA on Tuesday. Senior ceremony starts at 730. Game starts at eight. So if you want to uh give your respects, uh seven thirty, even though it says eight,
1: seven thirty. Or if you wanna chant one more year or something like that. We've at heard <laughs> yeah, we've heard that uh coming out from PBA. But yes. Uh moving on to the women's team. You mentioned, of course, a, a couple of the seniors there. Yeah, Shelley and Izzy Bourne. Sam Hybe, also a senior. And they, She
0: can't come back, yeah. which is sad. Um, but I'm just, you know, on a quick little tangent, I'm just so pleased that she got to play this yeah, season. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, it's always a blessing, right, when things aren't as bad as you think they're going to be. Um, and I'm just glad that she got that. Like, has this season been what Nebraska has wanted? No. But... You know, it's definitely a icing on the cake um, that she got to play this season because, I mean, before the season, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, nope, she's out for the year, agonizing, she decided to come back, and then doesn't, you know, gets hurt, can't play. Oh, never mind, maybe you can. And uh, it's just really special um, that uh, she's getting to close out her senior season on
1: the court instead of on the bench. So
0: anyway – Back to, uh, back to actual basketball stuff.
1: Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, I think it's, it's kind of interesting in contrast to the men's team, which is going through a really nice winning streak. They had to get right. I mean, they, they had a, a four-game losing skid, uh, included a, a really tough 95-92 loss to Minnesota where they had their chances, uh, especially to win it late, and then game-winning game buzzer beater, you know, ended up going Minnesota's way. And then you, you go on the road to play Iowa, or sorry, at, at home, yeah. Caitlin Clark. It was a, a great atmosphere, you know, selling at, or getting close to a sellout. I think it was 14,000 or whatever Something it like was. That,
0: yeah,
1: Great, great atmosphere. I know it, it meant a lot to Amy Williams to see that and, you know, to see the support. But, I mean, that's a, that's a really tough stretch for, for a team to endure. And credit to them the way that they bounced back. 90-57 win over number 25, Illinois. Uh, Jazz Shelley scored 26 in that one. Izzy Bourne had a double-double. And return home, 80-64 win over Northwestern. Alexis Markowski and Jazz Shelley both had double-doubles. Uh, so doing well in the paint. That was kind of the, the key for those last two win- wins. Uh, but really important for them to get back on track because we had seen those tournament chances kind of fading a little bit because, you know, that, that Minnesota game would have been a big win to pick up. But getting those couple, you know, getting ready uh, for the Big Ten tournament, which is now just right around the corner
0: yeah yeah, it's uh yeah they're gonna play Michigan State um which that's a tough draw it is yeah. um, that eight nine is always a, a tough matchup and um, the winner of that will face Indiana so if Nebraska manages to get through that they've got another really tough one there um not to say it's impossible because uh, you know anything can happen but definitely tough sledding uh, for them this week.
1: Yeah, Indiana they're having one heck of a year. So that'll be a, a tough tough game for whoever emerges out of that one, but really they I think you you have to say that they need to beat Michigan State. Yep. Uh because yeah, they're they're still right there last four in first four out depending on what you look at, but
0: Yeah, they've been seesawing there um pretty much uh mm-hmm. for the past month and a half. Yep. As of right now, um ESPN's women's bracketology has not updated uh since uh yesterday. Yeah, yesterday Sunday's win um and had them still in the first four out. I wonder how much that makes a difference um when that gets updated. But yeah, no. Uh beating Michigan State uh feels like a must win for them for their uh NCAA tournament chances.
1: For sure. Last chance uh Both teams really had a quality win, yeah. For both both teams on the bubble,
0: different bubbles, but still (laughs) bubbles nonetheless.
1: For sure. So we'll we'll look forward to seeing how both those uh, basketball regular season kind of plays out. See if both teams can extend it and head to the postseason. But moving on to a couple of the other sports that we have going on right now in Nebraska, Uh, the wrestling team has a Big Ten tournament coming up on Saturday, and track and field recently competed in the indoor championships. Couple of players there winning individual titles: Mason Connor in the high jump, Jonah Wilson in the shot put, Axelini Johansson in the shot put, Darius Luff, Lincoln High product there in the sixty meter hurdles, and Nick Bryan in six hundred meters. Uh, all those winning individual titles. So uh, many of them will be moving on to to nationals here in in a bit if they they keep on progressing and moving. So we'll see what we have in track and spring sports. It's been a. Uh, Softball and baseball. We got in a little bit of softball talk on our last episode, but baseball hadn't even started the year year let uh, the year yet last time. But softball, you know, they they had such a great start to the year, and they always knew it was going to be tough there at the Clearwater Invitational. I think you get a lot of great, you know, Southern SEC Big Twelve teams there, uh, and it kind of showed. Nebraska lost to all four top ten teams, which a couple of them were really close. They uh, they played Oklahoma State pretty tight. Uh, beat really good Texas A&M program and then bounce back four and one showing this weekend and the pitching <laughs> incredible. You know, you, again, those were the top five teams that they were going up there uh, against at the Clearwater and, you know, six, seven, eight runs allowed in a couple of those losses, but Hey, this four game winning streak, only one run allowed. Uh, they, they've been phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to circle back to track for like one Sorry, second. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Baseball is exciting. Um, since our last recording, uh, Nebraska has removed the interim tag off of, mm-hmm. uh, Justin St. Clair. uh, well-deserved, um, several of those, um, na- or not national. Maybe, maybe, uh, big 10 champions. Uh, he recruited and they're here because of him and, uh, the, it's pleasant to see. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward. Anyway, back to baseball. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moving on to, uh, the baseball team. It's, uh, it's a long season, you know, they play 50-odd games, mm-hmm. so you can only put so much stock into these early-season games, but there's definitely some panic after uh, the 0-3-1 start there against San Diego, mostly because of how those games unfolded. You know, you can deal with losing some close games, some nail biters, but VAT struggled uh, a lot in those first two games. And then the bullpen, in particular, uh, was was really demolished, including the f- the Game 4 tie, San Diego scored 16 runs on just 7 hits, lots of walks, hit hit by pitches, couple errors. It was it was ugly, you know, that was an ugly game and especially when you know, when you consider they they had the get back time, they had to end it as a tie and so Nebraska goes to South Alabama. They haven't won a game all year and that's a really good South Alabama team, often in the NCAA tournament, playing a good conference down there. It was like a whole new team Nebraska Uh, They get the sweep, and just total credit, I think, in my opinion, to the the entire pitching staff, especially the bullpen. Uh, In particular, Shea Shanneman, coming into the year, they thought, hey, he could be a closer. They wanted some really big minutes out of him, uh, or big innings, I should say, out of the bullpen. And he really struggled in that San Diego series. Both his two outings, he got hit, uh, a couple runs, and comes out there in that Friday night game, two-and-a-third scoreless, uh the bullpen didn't give up a run. In fact, the bullpen did not give up a single run all series, uh, which I think any any team in the entire nation would be would be thrilled with that output.
0: Yeah. what, It's like 13 and a third scoreless yeah. innings, something like that. It's phenomenal.
1: And the the other two games, too, as well, the offense, uh definitely showed up. Saturday very comfortable, 15-3 win, Sunday as well, nine to three in Nebraska's favor. Josh Cairn, Garrett Anglum. uh pair of homers this weekend. In that Sunday, that Sunday game, Michael Garza went six scoreless uh, in relief as well, which is, I think he allowed two base runners, two base runners in six innings. Uh, so, wow, I mean, the, the job that they did to, to turn that around, you know, not get too down after that opening series, you know, total credit to the, the coaching staff and the players for, for continuing to believe.
0: Yeah, and it's early, right? Like, it's still February. Yeah. Like, don't have to hit the panic button just yet, like, some of the remember like it's been a long time since these guys have played meaningful baseball, so it'll be it. fine, I think. Hopefully, maybe we'll find out. I guess.
1: Yeah, but it was it was really important for them to even even mm-hmm. the record out now that they are three three and one, uh, because if they were you know two and five or whatever it would have been, uh, be really tough going into this weekend because mm-hmm. top ten national teams Vanderbilt and Ole Miss included at the uh, Cambria College. Challenge up there at uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It'll be a, a Big Ten flavor. I think Maryland's up there too. Minnesota, of course, it's right in their backyard, and a couple SEC teams. It's going to be a, a big weekend of baseball there. But for Nebraska, I mean, it's a chance to to go up against two of those teams that, again, are are in the CWS pretty much every year. Uh, Ole Miss, including that last year's national champion, so they are uh, they're bringing back a lot of talent as well. If you thought these, uh, these first two series were going to test the team, this is the real, the real test that they've had circled for, for the entire offseason.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, there's going to be some good baseball. I'm looking
1: forward to it. For sure. So we will see if uh, the bullpen can keep it up or, or uh, you know how things even out. Like you said, you know it's just February, so things will even out over the course of the year. But baseball and softball got some, uh, some big games coming up this weekend. And like I said, basketball – of course, making that final postseason push, you'll be uh, you'll be following along a lot of that action. So mm-hmm. make sure everybody follow Amy Just on Twitter. Uh, she'll have the updates for you. And as usual, appreciate all of you listeners and viewers tuning in. I know it's been a little bit of a wait, but your support is always appreciated. For Amy Just, I've been Luke Mullen. Thanks for listening to today's Life in the Red.